Good morning. Rise in freedom. I'm Austin Peterson. You're watching and listening to the Wake Up America show at wakeupamericashow.com. Glad to have you here. Happy Thursday. How's everybody feeling today? Good. Glad to hear that. Well, we're just simple day away. One single day away from Friday. Best day of the week. People say Saturday or Sunday is the best day of the week, but personally, I enjoy the anticipation, right? It's Friday. You get, yeah, you still got to work, but I mean, do you really work on Friday? Do you really? Are you sure about that? Are you sure about that? Uh, yeah, not a lot of work gets done on Friday, except for around here on the Wake Up America show, where Monday through Friday, we work so hard to bring you the best in economic freedom and personal liberty to start your day the American way. So do us a favor and click like and subscribe to the channel. If you enjoy what you've seen here and you haven't subscribed so far, we'd be glad to have you join us every Monday through Friday on the Wake Up America show from 7 to 9 a.m. Central Time. So adjust for wherever you are in the rest of the country. We're grateful and glad to have you here. Thank you. Let's give a big applause and thank you to Rumble.com, can we? Not just for featuring the Wake Up America show in the last couple weeks. Thank you for that, obviously. But thank you for standing up for free speech. Many of you know the reason why I'm here and the reason why so many hundreds of people are watching because a couple of weeks ago, YouTube did to me what they're doing now to Russell Brand. Boom. Boo to big tech getting in bed with governments and doing the what governments are telling them to do. You probably have heard the news, and yeah, we're going to get into it this morning at 7.30 a.m. Central Time. Siraj Hashmi, he's the co-host of another popular Rumble show called The Habibi Brothers. Yes, salam alaikum. Siraj Hashmi, God willing, will be joining us this morning at 7.30 uh, this morning, I guess I should say, inshallah, he will be joining us this morning at 7.30 a.m. Central Time to talk about the a, a member of the government of the United Kingdom sending a letter to, the, um, to TikTok and to Rumble saying that they are concerned that Russell Brand might be able to earn revenue from his platform. What? just because of an allegation. These days you can be canceled, not for being proven guilty in a court of law, but you can be canceled and have your lifestyle and your life and your uh, income stream, your ability to take care of your family. You can have that snatched away in an instant, just so much on the basis or the backs of an accusation. We all know how terrible the UK government has gotten when it comes to free speech and when it comes to liberty. I think the COVID-19 pandemic showed all of us just how authoritarian governments are. And if anything, this first story that I'm going to talk about today, Americans' trust in political system is at new lows. I wonder why. Yeah, I celebrate that. Honestly, and the numbers that I see on this chart, these are rookie numbers. We got to bump these numbers up. We're going to take a look at this poll that shows that the share of Americans who say that they have unfavorable views of both Democratic and Republican uh, parties is at the lowest it's been in years. Um, who are they polling on this one? Because somebody has a favorable view of the major political parties and doesn't have a disgust with government. What the hell is wrong no, with these people? God! No, God, please, no! Frankly, I no, say, no! pull a Greta Thunberg here. How dare you? How dare you not have more distrust in government? Well, if you didn't, before this show, you will by the end. At eight o'clock this morning, we're gonna talk to Camelia Peterson. Yeah, CJ. And today's topic, I know you'll be disappointed a little bit when I say this, that um, we're not going to make Camelia blush today. I know. Don't be too too sad about it. She's going to talk about a serious topic. An article that came out in Politico yesterday 
says that a, uh, a second Donald Trump term may be entirely focused on dismantling the deep state. Oh, my God. You love to see it. Uh, pretty sure that that's the kind of thing that I want to see. And I know what you're saying this morning. You're saying, oh, Austin, I'm taking the black pill and he, he's not going to win. And even if he does, <clears throat> he didn't get rid of the deep state last time. So what makes you think he's going to get rid of the deep state this time? Listen, you negative Nancys, you nattering nabobs of negativity. We are going into this battle like we are going to win, GD. It. We are going to win. We're going to make America great again. From now on, it's going to be America first. Okay? America first. God bless it. Good morning, America. Well, not good morning. Wake up, America. It's time for us to fight back. Let's talk about what a Donald Trump second term might be. Now, Camelia is immediately is admittedly a bit of a Donald Trump skeptic, Aww. but I think that if we can get Vivek Ramaswamy to be his vice presidential pick, that would definitely pick up some of her her aspirations for him. Now, I don't know. Camelia isn't as big a Vivek Ramaswamy lover as I am because I like Vivek like cake. But I know for a lot of you out there, you're like Vivek like snake. <laughs> And I'm like, no, 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 no. I like Vivek like cake. Nice, tasty, delicious little Debbie. You know, the zebra cakes, you know, with the nice creamy filling in the center. It's just mm. so delicious. What's your favorite little Debbie? Let us know. You can send us a text on the show and let us know if you think that there's any stories that we might be missing. You can text the show at any time, night or day, because I check it when I'm working on the show at night at 573 319 one five eight six. Again, you can text the show today. Let us know what's on your mind, what you think about the news that we're talking about, what your opinion is, or if you think that there's a news story that we might be missing, make sure that you keep me updated because if breaking news is happening, I don't know. I'm in a sealed studio all by myself. Jefferson City, where I'm working and living, hasn't even woken up yet. So let me know if there's breaking news at 573-319-1586. At 8.30 a.m. Central today, we're going to talk to Daniela Pensack, the lovely Daniela Pensack, another lady of liberty. Excuse me, she's going to be joining us this morning at 8.30 a.m. Central Time to talk about Elon Musk uh, apparently is asking for volunteers for his Neuralink brain chip. <laughs> Anybody out there interested in getting Elon Musk's chip put in their brain? No, God! What do you mean, no? No, God, please, no! I'm no! signing up for it, baby. No! I'm, no. I love being a guinea pig. Experiment on me, baby. Like, take out a little bit of my liver and then put it on the tray and then just slice it up and give it the mRNA vaccine. And I'm just like, <laughs> feels so good. Just kidding, everybody. Just relax, okay? Just relax. <laughs> it's nice to see all the new names and faces over there. 1,183 people watching us on Rumble.com. This is the platform for free speech, is it not? Exercise your free speech and show the big tech gods that they cannot take us down. They can take our video, our monetization, but they can never take our freedom. Click that like button and subscribe to the channel if you enjoy the content. The Wake Up America show is your not your must stop destination for Liberty News and talk in the mornings from 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. Central Time every Monday through Friday. All right, let's hit the news. So a new poll came out showing that Americans trust in political system is at new lows. Um, yeah, genius. Well, I wonder why. 
Americans' view of the U.S. political system has reached new lows, according to a survey that reveals near-record distrust of the government, discussed with both political parties. Huh, I wonder why. And general exhaustion over all of the divisiveness. Did I say divisiveness, or is it divisiveness? Divisiveness? Divisiveness. Divisiveness? Divise you'd divide you and us. Austin, good God, drink some more coffee. The Pew Research Center uh, shows this poll reflects the growing tis, tis dased. The gr- <laughs> uh, cut that for the blooper reel, Gavin. Uh, the growing distaste with the nation's politics as congressional infighting threatens a government shutdown. God bless America. <laughs> government shutdown. Yes. Uh, the government shutdown in the 2024 presidential race appears headed towards a Biden-Trump matchup that most Americans don't want. Four times as many Americans have unfavorable views of both party today, both parties today, than they did in 2002, and that was the all-time high. With Republicans and Democrats equally unpopular, trust in the government is near a 70-year low. 70-year low, with just 16% of the public saying they trust the federal government at least most of the time. I wonder why. America is a nation that can be defined in a single word. I was going to put him... Could it be that we have a commander-in-chief that talks like that? Or could it be that we have a... Because we have a commander-in-chief who talks like this? I'm looking at her. She looks like she's 19 years old sitting there with like a little lady in a race car. Oh, God, no! No, God! No, God, please, no! Oh, thank you, Mr. President. Two in three Americans say they always or often feel, quote, exhausted when they think about politics. Oh, God bless you, Americans. I feel you. I feel you. The top two words they use to describe U.S. politics are divisive and corrupt. I see this as an absolute win. Finally, people are waking up. I mean, don't you agree? I mean, again, rookie numbers. We need to pump these up. And could it be because of things like this, for example, where Thomas Massey had, uh, it rips A.G. Merrick Garland a new one over the misdemeanor charges that they gave to Ray Epps? Yeah, I think Ray Epps is a Fed, okay? I don't care. Call me a conspiracy theorist. But the fact that they, gave, they got this guy such a light indictment just goes to show I think he was one of the Feds. And didn't you see the story that came out yesterday that showed that there were so many federal informants on the, at the January 6th protest, there were so many that the FBI actually lost track of the number of informants that they had who were there. Thomas Massey being based and red-pilled such as he is, uh, read Merrick Garland the riot act. That was in reference to Ray Epps, and yesterday you indicted him. Isn't that a wonderful coincidence? On a misdemeanor. Meanwhile, you're sending grandmas to prison. You're putting people away for 20 years for merely filming. Some people weren't even there yet. You've got the guy on video. He's saying, go into the Capitol. He's directing people to the Capitol before the speech ends. He's at the site of the first breach. You've got all the goods on him. Ten videos. And it's an, and it's an indictment for a misdemeanor. The American public isn't buying it. That was in reference to Ray Epps. And yesterday you indicted him. Isn't that? <laughs> Love that Thomas Massey. Remember that scene from uh, 1989's Joker with uh, uh, Michael Keaton, who is, in my opinion, the best Batman. But when the Joker takes over and like puts all the the stuff in the cosmetics, and they do that commercial where it's like, "Love that Joker, love that Joker." I'm like, "Love that Massey." I guess he's just. I'm feeling Twitter pated. I don't know. 
It's just man-boy love is what it is. Which one's the man and which one's the boy? We don't know. <laughs> so send us a text and let us know at 573-319-1586. Again, you can text the show at 573-319-1586. Americans trust in government at a historic low. The problem could get worse, they say. <laughs> oh my God, it's beautiful. As younger generations make up greater shares of the populations, younger people are far more likely to be critical of both the Republican and Democratic parties. Uh, 37% of 18 to 29-year-olds had unfavorable views of both parties. God, kids, the kids are all right, compared to just 16% of those 65 or older. God, you boomers. What is wrong with you? Can you please just let us buy your houses at a reasonable price? I know that you paid for your house with a bag of potatoes and a firm handshake. But can you please just sell it for something reasonable so that we could get in there? For the love of God, we need houses. <laughs> and stop trusting in the government. A growing number of younger voters are rejecting the two-party system and claiming to be independent, according to this poll. Come on. I, I get it. And I know what you're thinking. You're saying, oh, well, is this the chance of a third party? Not so fast, nerds. 68% of Americans overall say they at least somewhat wish there were more parties to choose from, but they're not convinced that having more than two major parties would make it easier to solve the nation's problems. I agree. Do you really want a Green Party in the United States holding any seats in government for the love of God? No. No, we don't, we don't want that. And I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, oh, the Libertarian Party is going to get in. You think people are going to vote for more liberty? Or are, they gonna, are people going to vote for more stuff, for more free crap? Or are they going to vote for more freedom? Oh, yes. Please, sir. Please take away my Medicaid and my Social Security. Please, sir. Please don't. Whatever you do, just take away all my benefits and, and, and my government pensions and get rid of the government unions, sir. Please. Whatever you do, don't. Just keep stealing from me and then giving me less of my money back, sir. That's what I want because you know that's how it's going to be. I don't really know that having an extra party is going to solve things. Listen, I'm somebody who worked in third-party politics for the majority of my political career, and even I'm not convinced that a third party is really the way to go. So I don't blame them. I don't blame them, right? right? Only a quarter of, of Americans that were surveyed in this poll say that more parties would be the solution. Another quarter of these people that were polled say more parties would make the solutions more different, difficult. Probably true. Look at what the UK is doing right now. Look at how they're coming after Russell Brandt. These are people who you have people who are ministers of parliament who are open, avowed socialists, full blown. And admittedly, we have a few of those here in the United States, but they're kept in check by the the more, well, I guess, liberal wing of the Democratic Party. For being completely honest here, the actual liberals in the Democratic Party who are you know becoming less and less in number the actual liberals in the Democratic Party keep the progressive socialists, Marxists, and communists in check to a large degree. Because progressives and socialists and, and communists and wokies, they have to put together a coalition in a party that's made up also of left liberals, champagne socialists, right, Mercedes Marxists, right, the type of people who aren't completely and totally and openly hostile to free market capitalism because at least it helped them to get up the ladder before they pull up the ladder for the rest of us here. You know what I'm talking about, right? So there's a sort of an effect that you have with a two-party system. And, you know, I'm not defending it entirely here, but I am just saying that 
when you don't have a multi-party system, you can't consolidate power. Progressives and socialists have a harder time consolidating power and being able to advance an agenda that is more distilled uh, for towards their ideas. That's my view, it, view of it. But I understand people are criti critical of the bipartisan consensus we have in this country, which is usually that they consent to screw the rest of us all over. And plenty of the complaints that people have against the two-party system are absolutely valid. The big picture on this one is, is that there is a broad bipartisan agreement on what Americans view as the system's biggest problems. Let's see if people have actually, now that they don't trust the government, let's see if their answer to the problem of big government is more government. 87% of Republicans and 85% of Democrats agreed with the idea that politicians in both parties, quote, are more for focused on fighting each other than on solving problems. Okay, well, that's a big brain buster there, duh. Now, here is an interesting part. Americans want limits on those in government. 87% want term limits, and 79% support age limits. It's time. It's time. Boomers, you love and you trust the government. You bought your houses with a sack of potatoes and a firm handshake. Life has been good to you. Life has been good to you. You are young. You will learn. Okay, Sweeney Todd. Damien Barber of Fleet Street, say it ain't so. Um, Americans want limits on those in government. 87% want term limits and 79% support. No, not murdering them, uh, chopping them into meat pies, but age limits. 79% support age limits. I'm for it. Or what about you? Tell me, I I'm ready. Are you ready? It, uh, how about this? After 70 years old, that's it. The demon barber of Fleet Street, right? Send him to Sweeney Todd's Barbershop. That's it. No more. You're done. After 70 years old. What do you say? No more 70-year-old-plus people. No more geriatrics in government, I say. I say, I say. What should be the cutoff? What do you think? Send us a text at 573-319-1586. Again, you can text the show and let us know your thoughts at 573-319-1586. 1586 to let us know. Oh my God, you guys are dropping in some some tips, by the way. Thank you for that. It's hard for me to follow the stream because there's so many people. Corey and Callie says he's enjoying Franklin's Electric Elixir this morning. What's in your cup? Thank you for that. We appreciate you, Corey, for the uh, donation. And Studio 314 is drinking Thomas's Painkiller. For those of you who have no idea what they're talking about, my wife, Stephanie, Stephanie, and I, who will be joining us tomorrow morning on the Wake Up America show, we recently launched our brand of Founding Flavors Coffee, certified woke-free coffee. Absolutely delicious. Founding Flavors Coffee, available exclusively at APForLibertyShop.com. This is coffee for coffee lovers who like coffee that hasn't been strained through a liberal's diapers. Yeah, you know, you saw the video, right, where the Starbucks employee was wearing the diaper and he was taking the cream, the whipped cream, and putting it in his diaper and straining it through... We don't do that at Founding Flavors Coffee. We actually keep our coffee completely clean and totally woke-free. Get it yourself a delicious bag of Founding Flavors. My favorite is Thomas's Painkiller. Today, I'm drinking the Jeffersonian Java, that light roast with lots of caffeine. So good. Absolutely delicious. Make you feel all <laughs> in the morning. Get it at AP4LibertyShop.com. That's AP, the number four, AP4LibertyShop.com. All right, now... A little bit of fun. So you know that missing jet F-35 that they lost and they were asking the public to find it? Um, a colorful character appeared on the scene, and he's, of course, since gone viral. Randolph White, 
imitates the sound that he heard when the when the jet went down. Take a listen to uh, the internet's newest meme. Normally, it's pretty quiet, but on Sunday afternoon, I was in the uh, in the bathroom taking a shave. And I heard when he said that, he said, I was in the bathroom taking a sh. I was like, no, God, no, no, no. But he said, taking a shave. I was like, but am I the only person who like was ready to be like, no, Randolph, no, no, no. Anyway. a shave. And I heard a, a screeching, saw that between a screech and a whistle. Help! I said, oh. what in the world is this? And I heard a boom in my whole house, yo. White says he didn't realize it was a plane at the time, so he didn't call anybody. The first thought came to me, I thought, this must be to the meteorite come out of space or something. I said, well, if it's an airplane, it needs to be reported. Let's there it is. Fight. Well, so, of course, the internet immediately jumped on top and of I heard it and a, created a, a music video. Saw that between a screech and a whistle. Ah! I said, what in the world is this? And I heard a boom. Oh, here we go. And I heard a, a screech. Here we go. Thank you very much for that. Uh, yes, lovely. We appreciate you guys tuning in to the Wake Up America show. Glad to have you here. Make sure that you click like and subscribe to the channel if it's your first time watching us here. And I think for many of you, it definitely is your first time watching the Wake Up America show. We're grateful and glad to have you here. Uh, we appreciate all of our uh, regular viewers and all of our new viewers who are here. If you are your, uh, if you are here for your first time and you're saying to yourself, hell, this Austin Peterson Wake Up America show is awesome. But I got to run. I got to get my kids off to school. I know what's going to happen. You're going to forget that we exist and be like tomorrow. Oh, what was the name of that show? I really would like to see it again. You won't forget if you click subscribe. So before you leave today, make sure that you hit that subscribe button on Rumble and join us every Monday through Friday from 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. Central Time. We'll be grateful and glad to have you here. Yes. Hayes All Daisy says that's an Internet viral track right there. Hell yes, it is. So did you see the latest uh, news on the F-35 drop? Apparently they're saying that the reason why the F-35 went down is because of weather. <laughs> what? <laughs> and of course, immediately uh, people went and checked the weather from the day that the F-35 went down. It was a beautiful, clear day. They really do think that we are stupid. The government is like, we have the most brilliant plan. What shall we do to tell them about this $700 million plane of theirs that we lost and screwed up? What, what shall we tell them? Mm. <laughs> Bad weather. Yeah. They'll, all, they'll definitely fall for that one. They really do think you're stupid. They really do. Well, show the, show the government that you're not stupid right now by supporting channels like these and and uh, websites like Rumble.com who believe in free speech. God bless America. Thanks to Rumble.com 
for saying hell no to the UK government's concerned letter that Russell Brand, the comedian, might be making money from his from the platform at Rumble.com. How did Rumble from now respond? On. Oh, it's going to be what you, what America first, okay? America first. America first. Yes, it is. Jet went down. It was electric, says Swanamo. Nice to see you there. Oh, uh, the eight two three thinks he knows what it was that that caused the jet to go down. The climate crisis did it again. Yes, very good. <laughs> F thirty five is a ginger with fair skin. Very funny. Thank you very much for that one. What's your theory for why the F-35 jet went down? I'd love to hear that. Again, you can send us a text today. Let us know why you think it went down or what stories are on your mind today at 573-319-1586. That's 573-319-1586. Well, the British government is now asking TikTok if Russell Brand is able to monetize his content on that platform this comes just a day after YouTube announced that they would be demonetizing Russell Brand after allegations of sexual assault from the early 2000s surfaced recently, and it's got lots of people questioning and wondering about the timing of this. This was never about Russell Brand, in my opinion. This was a political pretext so governments across the world can coordinate with social media companies to acquire total control over dissenting voices on the internet. Can I get an amen? Rumble has criticized the chair of the parliamentary committee for writing a letter asking it to suspend Russell Brand from receiving advertising revenue on its platform. Brand has one, more than 1.4 million followers on Rumble. I have about 600. Nudge, nudge, wink, wink. Uh, and he's also, he used Rumble to post a preemptive denial video, which we played the other day. Uh, Rumble's chief executive, Chris Pavlovsky, had received what he called an extremely disur disturbing letter from Dame Caroline Dinanich, chair of the Culture, Media, and Sports Committee. Can you imagine a government job where it's you're the head of culture, media, and sports? What kind of Orwellian role government job is that? Am I right? Well, listen, I've got somebody to talk about it coming up next. Siraj Hashmi, inshallah, co-host of the Habibi Brothers, to talk about Rumble flipping the bird to Russell Brand. We'll talk about that when we get back. Don't go away on the Wake Up America show at wakeupamericashow.com. Good morning. Excuse me. Rise in freedom. I'm Austin Peterson. You're watching and listening to the Wake Up America show at wakeupamericashow.com. Glad to have you here. Today's Thursday, the 21st of September. Almost time for some Oktoberfest. Let's celebrate early and let's talk about free speech. Click that like button and subscribe to the channel. Rumble.com is the platform for free speech, as my next guest will discuss. Russell Brand being targeted for cancellation by the actual government of UK. It's not just a big corporation that can do it at once anymore. As we've learned from many of the conversations we've been having over the last couple of weeks, governments coordinate with big tech to clamp down on voices just like the one you're hearing right now. You can fight back against canceled culture. You probably heard that YouTube demonetized me a couple of weeks ago for saying the kinds of things that you'll hear today on our program. But if you like what you hear and you want to fight back against big tech, click like and subscribe to the channel and support websites like Rumble that believe in free speech. Russell Brand now the latest in a target of sexual allegations, sexual assault allegations made against him. 
The UK government has weighed in and said that they're very concerned that Russell Brand might be able to earn a living and provide for his family on websites like TikTok or Rumble. Joining us now to discuss is the co-host of the Habibi Brothers show, Inshallah. His name is Siraj Hashmi. Good morning. Salam alaikum. Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Kwayas. Uh, I do like hummus, yes. <laughs> <laughs> as long as it's not Sabra, because that would really anger my co-host, Jay. Good to know. Thanks for joining us, Siraj Hashmi. The uh, website rumble.com gets a letter from a member of parliament in the UK from one of the most Orwellian-sounding institutions ever, the culture and sports minister, etc., saying they're concerned that Russell Brand might be able to learn, earn a living on their platform I mean, that's kind of like that. That really is a veiled threat, isn't it? It is. And they're actually these wannabe despots have made it clear that they don't really care if they're being subtle in their threats or if their vets, uh, their threats are even veiled at this point. They specifically want to take down Rumble because Rumble really is the last line of defense and defending free speech online. Without if Rumble caved to the whims and demands of every single politician or elected official or even full on agency of any federal government, well, not federal government, but any government uh, in the world, then Rumble would Rumble would not obviously be in this position in terms of attracting people who have been basically deplatformed and demonetized, as you've basically just stated with your YouTube channel. Rumble would not, if Rumble was compromised, that, that's it. That, you know, it's, it's fair game on, on free speech. There, there'd be no one really to take up the mantle legitimately. And I think Rumble really does have a chance to actually grow into something more of a household name. In fact, I already think it is a household name, but I'm biased, of course. Yeah, for sure. And, and certainly I am as well after having uh, built up a membership base over on YouTube for the last year. A year and two weeks ago, I started the Wake Up America show. You build up other, this subscriber base, and then all of a sudden they take that away from you overnight. Big tech stands between you and your audience and says, no, you don't own your audience. These aren't your fans. These are all ours. Uh, and I only found out that I had been demonetized because my fans, I got an email from one of my fans that said, hey, listen, YouTube contacted us and said, we're refunding your money and you can't support him anymore on our platform. So I was thankful that Rumble has been so supportive and putting us up on the front page. So. I, I, and I, I, you know, as an investor in rumble.com, I've talked about that for a year. I think it's important for people like us all to put our money where our mouth is. And I hope that people will step up and buy some shares of rumble today. I'm an investor myself, but I'd like to talk to you specifically about what's happening to Russell brand. You know, we had the me too movement Siraj with the hashtag believe all women, but I want to turn that on its head because I believe in this concept of innocent until proven guilty. Uh, I think we should say, start a new hashtag, hashtag believe all men. What do you think? I mean, we should believe all men. We wouldn't have gotten here without, all, with, without believing men. Of course, there are some men who don't believe, we shouldn't believe at all, uh, consider our commander in chief, but that's, that's just, again, it's me, it's me thinking out loud here. But you know what we have to say here is that, uh, <laughs> given the fact that Joe Biden was accused of sexual assault by during his 2020 presidential campaign by Tara Reid, and everyone just scoffed at it and said, no, nothing to see here. I actually, <laughs> given the fact that we had all this, he had to go through the gauntlet of Mika Brzezinski and Joe Scarborough of Morning Joe to basically 
say, oh, nothing to see here. We're good. Let's 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 keep moving on. And uh, I think it's it's actually pretty stunning how the presumption of innocence has completely been eroded in the court of public opinion. Not that the court of, a, of public opinion should matter, but the fact that cancel culture has basically been weaponized in a way to basically make a person who has been accused not even go through the, uh, an actual fair trial, uh, have their life ruined before any judgment has been made. And I think that's obviously very problematic. And I'm proud that companies like Rumble exist because if there wasn't anyone fighting back against these uh, tyrants, I think the world would obviously be in a far more chaotic state. Oh, for sure. You're absolutely correct. If you're just tuning into the Wake Up America show, good morning. I'm your host, Austin Peterson. We're grateful and glad to have you here. The Wake Up America show has now hit a new record. This is a record-breaking stream, 2,214 people watching us. Biggest show we've ever done. We're grateful and glad to have you here. I imagine that for about 2,114 of you, this is your very first time watching the show. So don't forget to click subscribe before you leave today so you can get updates when we go live. The Wake Up America shows every Monday through Friday from 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. Central Time. Uh, so if you click subscribe, you can come back and join us every Monday through Friday morning. Great way to start your day. I'm speaking to the co-host of the Habibi Brothers show, Siraj Hashmi, about allegations being made against Russell Brand and the ensuing cancel culture campaign, not just by YouTube and big tech, but by the UK government, which sent a letter to TikTok and to Rumble asking questions about whether or not Russell Brand should be allowed to earn money on his platform. And we're discussing about the con the concept of the justice system, which is that you're innocent until proven guilty. Siraj, listen, I'm not the type of person to jump on any conspiracy train as it comes along. I'm a pretty skeptical guy. But in the case of Russell Brand, one has to wonder why allegations are being made 20 years after a supposed incident. I mean, he says a lot of things that the establishment of people who are in power definitely would make them uncomfortable. Do you, do you think it is a coordinated hit because of how dangerous he has become? It's actually quite apparent that the timing of this entire attack on Russell Brand, it does seem suspect. It is reeking of desperation. And I'm not saying that whatever Russell Brand has done in the past that would have harmed anyone is okay. I think that I think he's a transformed man in many ways. And I think because of that transformation that he has had, all of a sudden he's now considered a threat. And so when you look at what he's saying and the points that he's hitting on, and I think he's pretty open about how, you know, he's actually still very much a liberal, but he's just not the kind of liberal that liberals want him to be, which is really saying something about the whole term. Uh, liberal because you would think that they would be open to i don't know intellectual discovery and uh trying to find the answers and be okay with being wrong and that's just not the case with today's definition of being a liberal so for russell brand to basically ask questions that hit at very essential truths that many in our society have been asking specifically about the powers that be it really gets you start starting to think that if they could basically just silence him and take him down for asking those questions, they could do it to anyone. And 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 this part with the UK government, they specifically tying Russell Brand to Rumble to make Rumble seem like they're an accomplice or a co-conspirator in anything that Russell Brand has done uh, to as, with respect to these allegations. And 
honestly, I'm I'm very sickened by it. Um, I would be throwing up right now, but uh, I promised my therapist that I'd no longer be bulimic. So here I am. <laughs> And we're speaking to Siraj Hashmi. He is a co-host of the Habibi, Habibi Brothers right here on rumble.com. Uh, and he's joining us here live this morning, which we're glad for because his show is quite late, Tuesdays and Thursdays at 10 p.m. Eastern time on Rumble. That's 9 p.m. Central time. We're here in the Midwest in the great state of Missouri. He's out on the East Coast there in Florida. So he start, his show starts at 10 p.m. Eastern time. So for all our Missouri friends, of many who I, I know who join the show, uh, these in the mornings. Uh, don't forget to subscribe to the Habibi Brothers channel as well. We're speaking to Siraj Hashmi about the cancel campaign um, targeted by the UK government against Russell Brand, who's also the host of his own show here at Rumble.com. Uh, it, it must be difficult being a platform owner because when the government comes to you and asks for information, uh, often they don't have a subpoena. Most of the big tech platforms, Siraj, we have, it's been revealed recently, most of the big tech platforms, especially during COVID, they did the government's bidding and they weren't necessarily required to, right? There was no subpoena, right? You can't do things like make terroristic threats on platforms like these. There are certain limitations. You can't go out there and say, well, I wish that somebody would unalive Joe Biden and here's how you should do it, right? The satire, satire for the love of God, please don't send the secret service. So there are some some limitations, but to this extent, Rumble is probably the only video platform that doesn't actively coordinate with the government as the other ones do. Am I correct? As far as I know, yes. And I, I think it's there's a term for this, Austin. Uh, I believe it starts with a F and ends with ashism. So where does that leave us? The fact that the same people who are accusing anyone who questions them as being fascists are literally practicing the actual concept of fascism this collaboration between private and public sectors whether wittingly or unwittingly but the fact that it's being it's happening i mean my biggest concern right now is obviously how elon musk uh has taken control of x and obviously i have some theories about that um with respect to sort of his standing with a bunch of different governments around the world, specifically the U.S. federal government. Uh, he was basically a beneficiary of many different, uh, probably had the, the highest or the, the the most expensive government contracts with the U.S. government. And it, I think that Twitter slash X has basically been used as a federal honeypot for quite some time. And I think because of the large distrust that we've had in our in, in institutions like Twitter, Elon Musk kind of came in to basically reestablish sort of people's trust into using the platform again. And honestly, it's worked. I'm actually worried about how many people could possibly get got by using Twitter or X right now. Well, for sure. And the uh, Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals out of Louisiana made a big drop that showed the extent of the level of coordination that big tech engages in with government and is continuing to do so at the behest of the Biden administration. We saw that one of the revelations was that uh, it, there was actually a person here in the state of Missouri who, when they criticized Anthony Fauci's mask policy on Twitter, they were immediately told by Twitter that you have to take these tweets down if you want to keep your account. Uh, that's one level of the tyranny, the uh, F word with uh, that ends with ashism. But that's only one story in 
hundreds, perhaps thousands of people who were clamped down on just for questioning what their government was telling them during a crisis, a national emergency. Um, uh, we're speaking to Siraj Hashmi this morning. If you're just tuning in to the Wake Up America show, he's the co-host of the Habibi Brothers. You can tune into that right here on Rumble.com, where 2,500 people are watching us right now. A new record for the Wake Up America show. We keep setting records every day. Grateful and glad to have you here. Siraj Hashmi's show is Tuesdays and Thursdays at 10 p.m. Eastern time. So make sure you set an appointment on your calendar to join him there on his excellent show as well here on Rumble.com. And click like and subscribe to the channel that you're watching us on right now if you enjoy this content. Siraj, is there anything else about this topic or anything else of note that you'd like to share with our listeners before we let you go today? I think the important thing to remember is that if you haven't started making content on Rumble, there's no, you know the best time to get involved with Rumble was last year. The second best time to get involved is now. And I think for a lot of people, this is a turning point, a watershed moment, so to speak. We don't even know what other governments could be going after Rumble just in light of this particular letter from this UK Parliament member. But by the way, I believe is a Tory, if I'm not mistaken. Um, which is really obviously concerning in and of itself, just kind of shows you where the Overton window has shifted. But in any event, you know, if you're not speaking up now, I, the the question I have for you is when when is the time to speak out? So it's really just the ball is in everyone's court to basically say whether something is they can call a spade a spade, whether something's wrong is wrong, and they can call what they if they are actually clear and principled. They can decide for themselves whether it's right or wrong. I agree with you. I'm going long on Rumble, both in investment and in time. I'm definitely going to be sticking around here, and I hope that more of you will listen to Siraj and join us over here on the platform for free speech for creators like us. Siraj Hashmi, the co-host of the Habibi Brothers, Tuesdays and Thursdays at 10 p.m. Eastern time here on Rumble.com. Thank you, Siraj, for getting up so early for us, brother. We appreciate all that you do for freedom. Hey, thank you, Austin. And also, nice shirt. Hey, thanks very much. Yeah, nice shirt. <laughs> Rubber ducky, you're the one. What do you think of Siraj Hashmi? Send us a text at 573-319. You make bath time so much fun. God bless. God bless. Inshallah, we will have a great show today. You don't want to miss. We've got so much more great content left to go. Going to be joining us at 8 a.m. Central Time this morning, Camelia Peterson, to talk about the Trump campaign against the deep state. Yeah, Trump 2.0 is what we're talking about. Speaking of inshallah, inshallah, Trump defeats Joe Biden next year. Democrats don't cheat. What will that mean? We'll talk about that. And coming up next, I have another story. What the hell was it? Oh, the Senate dress code. Speaking of dress codes, Sean Fetterman, there's something we're missing there. We'll be right back on the Wake Up America show. WakeUpAmericaShow.com. Have to force. Heard us a screeching. Saw that between a screech and a whistle. Ah! I said, "What in the world is this?" And I heard a boom. And I heard us a screeching. Saw that between a screech and a whistle. Ah! I said, "What in the world is this?" And I heard a boom. Ah! I said, "What in the world is this?" And I heard a boom. Ah! What in the world of this? And I heard a boom. Ah! I said, what in the world of this? And I heard a boom. Good morning, good morning. I'm Austin Peterson. You're watching and listening to the Wake Up America Show at wakeupamericashow.com. I'm grateful and glad to have you here. We, I think we were almost to like 3,000 people watching the Wake Up America Show. I don't believe it. I don't think we're going to be able to get to 3,000. I don't just, life has been too amazing lately. Life is but a dream, sweetheart. 
but you're dreaming if you think we're going to hit 3,000 viewers this morning. I just, I'm kind of scared. If we do hit it, what'll happen? I think I might just explode. Uh, I'm your host, Austin Peterson, on the Wake Up America show. Glad to have you here. Click that like button and subscribe to the channel if you enjoy the content that you're viewing and watching right now. Jump, jump, jump up and get down. Pack it up, pack it in. Glad to have you here. The 823 Grover Bentley, Cheeky Mare, Barney 800, Corey and Callie, Niels Herrick, my good buddy there from San Luis. Spinning Spin is here as well as uh, Swanamo. Swanamo? What's a Swanamo? Um, and Ground Zero How 9000. Spinning Spin, good to see all of you friends here. I don't know if we're going to make it to 3000, but if we do, Somebody let me know because I got to focus on the news. The Senate dress code is not the issue. I know what you're thinking, Austin. You're not one to be talking about a dress code. But in my opinion, the media has continued to be a willing participant in covering up John Fetterman's condition. That's what the Senate dress code is. We're all fighting over whether or not it's a good idea to show up to the Senate wearing something like this. Well, I'm going to tell you something. About three or four months ago, I walked into a Senate committee hearing here in Jefferson City, Missouri, to testify against all the meter maids in this town, and I was wearing a shirt exactly like this. So you know how I feel about dress codes. <laughs> but the John Fetterman story is not about dress codes. That is not what it's about. It's about his health, right? So after John Fetterman's stroke, his campaign released an update, not a medical record, mind you. We have never seen medical records from John Fetterman. We've had to rely on a bunch of nonsensical answers that he provided during a debate that revealed the nature of his condition. In October of last year, John Fetterman's doctor and campaign donor hmm, assured the public that the would-be senator was, quote, recovering well from his stroke and, quote, has no work restrictions and can work full duty in public office. Huh, that's interesting. So then why is it then, if that's true, why does the protocol of the United States Senate have to be changed entirely for one man if he's perfectly fit to serve? After he was sworn in, if you'll remember, John Fetterman was then almost immediately admitted to Walter Reed Hospital in D.C., and it was there that he was diagnosed with severe crippling depression due to his workload and his schedule. He was underweight, he was not eating, and we were once told once again, at that point, he was not functioning. He stayed in Walter Reed for six weeks, and during that time, he was not present in the Senate. And then we never heard from any of the doctors in Walter Reed. They never held a press conference on the nature of his condition, and the media was just simply fed reports from his staff who were allowed to visit him behind closed doors only. And then his staff took it upon themselves to co-sponsor and introduce legislation while he was in the hospital. And this was completely overlooked by the media uh, who are acting as co-conspirators in the cover-up of John Fetterman's actual condition. And anybody who's questioned the legality of these kinds of procedures has been blocked by Fetterman's staff. And apparently the media is just not curious about any of this that's going on right now. And now we're being told that if John Fetterman is not allowed to wear whatever clothes he chooses, that it could trigger a remission of his depression and hamper any further recovery from his stroke. I, I, we're being deceived here. We're being hornswoggled, folks, and it's time for us to wake up. I'd love to hear your thoughts on this story. Send us a text at 573-319-1586. Again, you can text the show and let us know what do you think is going on 
with the John Fetterman story? Are you distracted by the whole discussion about whether or not it's appropriate to wear this clothes or that on the floor of the Senate? If so, you're missing the big story here because I think the true story here is that there is a cover-up going on for what's happening with John Fetterman and the corruption where his staffers are essentially the ones who are legislating by default when he's out of town or he won't he won't appear on the floor of the Senate. The Senate dress code is not the issue, right? The issue is the deception that's going on by John Fetterman, his office, his family and the media who they will they're apparently from what I'm hearing in DC from some of my back channels like they bully their colleagues if they dare to report what's going on with John Fetterman or his his abilities or lack thereof. NBC reporter Dasha Burns, for example, uh, interviewed John Fetterman during his campaign and then was labeled an ableist by John Fetterman's wife because the truthful representation of John Fetterman was considered to be appalling. Right? If you if you dare, you know, ask a question, should a senator be healthy enough to actually show up to work? Right. Oh, that's ableist. It's ableist. Well, why don't you if, if as long as the dress code has been thrown out the door, why don't you put him in a hospital gurney and wheel him out onto the floor of the Senate, for God's sakes? It'd be a fitting tribute for the gerontocracy that we're all living underneath right now. Coming up next, Camelia Peters is going to talk about that. We'll ask her about Donald Trump 2.0. What is the new campaign going to look like? What would a Donald Trump's second term look like? She's a little bit of a Donald Trump negative Nancy, but I'm going to get her to say something nice about Donald Trump. Just watch. When we get back on the Wake Up America show, almost 3,000 people. Good God. Like and subscribe. We'll be right back on the Wake Up America show at wakeupamericashow.com. Good morning, Rise and Freedom. I'm Austin Peterson. You're watching and listening to the Wake Up America show at wakeupamericashow.com. We're almost hitting 3,000 people this morning. That's insane. Biggest show ever. I keep Every day I come home to my wife and I'm like, biggest show ever. And she's like, oh, so boring. Every day is the biggest show ever. God, it's... All of these accomplishments, what can I say? It's just absolutely flattering. Thank you to Rumble.com for featuring us here on the site. We're so grateful for a platform that believes in free speech. After we got demonetized on YouTube a couple of weeks ago, I didn't know what we were going to do. But now that Rumble.com has been stepping in to fill the gap, you can say, well, I think the future definitely looks bright. And it's a bright and early morning on the Wake Up America show, where every Monday through Friday from 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. Central Time, we bring you the best in Liberty News, talk, gossip, content, of course, the absolute best guests here as well. We already had a really nice conversation with Siraj Hashmi this morning, co-host of the Habibi Brothers. Definitely want to check out his show Tuesdays and Thursdays at 10 p.m. Eastern Time. That's 9 p.m. Central for us Midwesterners. Um, and we appreciate very much all of you who are listening right now. If you want to come back and join us, don't forget to subscribe before you leave the channel today. I'm your host, Austin Peterson. Let's get this show on the road. We're going to talk about Trump 2.0. But before we do, I know lots of you who are just tuning in probably want to hear about the case against Russell Brand. The go a government official in the United Kingdom sent a letter to Rumble.com saying that they're deeply concerned that Russell Brand might be able to earn a living on the backs of allegations. Remember, innocent until proven guilty that he might have sexually assaulted someone 20 years ago. It's all quite convenient. Let's talk to Camelia Peterson. She's our regular Tuesday and Thursday guest uh, who's joining us live right now. Good morning, Camelia. Thanks for joining us. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, happy Thursday and also Tuesday. I meant to tell everybody uh, to wish everybody also a happy Constitution week. Uh, so Sunday was Constitution Day, but I did not know until this year that the entire week is designated Constitution Week. So okay. that's exciting. What's your favorite constitutional <laughs> amendment? 
Oh, you're going to put me, uh, well, I mean, since we're on Rumble, how about we go with free speech? <laughs> there you go. First Amendment. You're such a suck up. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but I mean, free speech, what about the right to earn a living here, Camelia? That's terrifying because it's not, it, it would be one thing if he was found guilty and they decided to demonetize him. I don't even agree with that, right? But that a government, this is, this is like the libertarian's worst nightmare. The government it has an allegation is made the government tells the private company to shut off your source of revenue you can't even defend yourself against the charges and that's just it when it comes to the first amendment that's the 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 distinction that is so incredibly important and that the right has gotten so wrong lately um is that this it's a you're it's the government stupid like it's always the government the government always the problem and so, you know, if people want, people should be able to say whatever they want. Private, um, you know, corporations, organizations should be able to allow or disallow whatever they want. But if the government is placing a finger on the scales and they are pressuring those companies to censor or, you know, whatever, like that's where we have a big problem. And that's what we are seeing with UK. Yeah, no kidding. And I mean, it, then we had the other story where here in the United States, we see that the government and big tech actually collude. And, you know, it's not a free market. When the government is telling big tech what to do and big tech is doing it, that is not a private company that can do whatever it wants. That is a government that is actively colluding with corporations in order to censor and stamp out views like ours. I mean, who knows why this show was demonetized on YouTube a couple of weeks ago. Maybe we ticked off somebody like my wife did with Senator Angus King and they're like, you know what? We don't like Austin saying these these things about well, whatever it is. We don't want him to be able to earn a living. I mean, it's one thing when you're Russell Brand and he's probably rich enough to be able to fight back no matter what. But I mean, still, I mean, love him or hate him, Donald Trump, they're bankrupting. Remember this, the former governor from the state of Missouri? I know you're not the biggest fan, Camelia, but I think it was wrong the way that they were they bankrupt him. Sure. They call it lawfare, right? And right. I think the reason Eric Greitens had to step down here in the state of Missouri is not necessarily because he w didn't he he was guilty of what they were accusing him of. One thing was an affair, but another thing, you know, other allegations of corruptions. He couldn't fight back because they were literally bankrupting. This is the the left's new model, isn't it? And that's the thing is that they will. Oh, Scott Fawn was talking about this the other day. He's talking about how that we've weaponized the government and you know the DOJ and all these things and. <clears throat> He said they will come after you. And if the federal government wants to come after you and ruin you, they will do it. And they will do it by this method. They will bankrupt you. So, yeah, it's, I mean, take it doesn't matter if you're innocent or guilty right. because they're going to destroy your life either way. Right, right. And I Which don't is, have I mean, any idea how to fight back against the stuff, something like that. Uh, I think that's the question, right? And I think the question is, how do you do that? How do you fight that kind of authoritarianism without implementing your own authoritarianism? <laughs> yeah. And I have a lot of problems with that because I think that it just perpetuates a cycle. Um, but I do think some of the things that we see right now with Elon Musk buying, you know, Twitter now X and uh, those kind of things feel like they are random and that they are slow moving and it's not as quickly as we would like but i do think that those kind of things are the answer well here's the thing i think i know what the answer is and i suspicion that donald trump probably knows what the answer is too and if he becomes president of the united states it sounds like the goal is to give that give us that solution and that is to target and take aim 
at the deep state, not some shadowy conspiracy run by George Soros and the WEF and the globalists. I'm talking about the dull gray bureaucracies of the executive branch, which core which coordinate together in order to undermine the civil liberties and the democratic processes of the United States. When I talk about the deep state, what I'm talking about is the ATF that can rewrite a rule, essentially legislate at will without any right. vote taken by anybody. And when I'm reading this article at Politico, I mean, listen, Tim Pool has made this point on his show before that he the reason why he's supporting Donald Trump is he wants to see him get his revenge. Now, I don't necessarily care so much about the, you know his own personal brand of revenge, but if his revenge involves dismantling organizations, it, firing federal employees, Camellia, I'm going to wear a MAGA hat. I'm going to make you wear one, too. <laughs> well, if he actually accomplishes that or even makes, you know, decent strides toward it, I'm all in because, you know, the, the proof is in the pudding. And here's the thing, you know, Trump has been the quintessential politician. I know you people don't want to hear it. I know you don't want to hear it. He's not an outsider anymore. He is a quintessential politician. And honestly, he's always been the quintessential politician because he knows people. He knows um, he's he's great at marketing. He knows how to sell people on things. I mean, that's Donald Trump. And so people have fallen for that hook, line and sinker. And he got in and but he wait, did wait, some Wait, wait, doesn't things. he have an incentive? Doesn't he have an incentive sure. now to actually do it? Here's the thing. If it's here's the thing, if he'll do it, if it's in his best interest, it's in his best interest now to do this. This is true. I'm not sure that that's the best motive. I'd like to think he also has us in mind, but I'm not, well, that's, I'm not, that's... <laughs> not really sure about that either. <laughs> no, but I do. I do think, you know, that this political article you mentioned, I do think um, is intriguing um, what this this Paul Dans, who's, you know, sits on uh, has a position somewhere with Heritage Foundation and is kind of leading this group of former Trump. Trump officials in this project 2025. And it's basically, basically sounds like they're creating this plan to have people ready in place to go into all of these administrative positions. Because when Trump came in the first time and he said, oh, I'm going to hire only the best people and I'm going to, you know, get rid of, I'm going to drain the swamp and all of this kind of stuff. Eh, you know, not really. Um, <laughs> black pill, black pill. So, but I'm saying, you know, and I know people are like, oh, he's going to do it this time because now he knows who they are and he's, you know, he's motivated and all this kind of stuff. Okay. What I do think is that an organization like this that is preparing for that, this is different. And I think that it's, it's a positive thing in a lot of ways. And they're doing things like they're vetting people, which, okay. I mean, you know, somebody has got to vet people when they're looking for people to fill these kind of positions, but to have a, a pool of people ready to go that you know where they stand, that you can pull from from these kind of positions, that's that's never a bad idea. And they are creating all of these videos that are kind of um, training people on, you know, what are the processes of government? How do these agencies work? These sort of things. I think that that's, you know, there's certainly nothing wrong with that. Anything you can do to be more prepared. Um, they did mention, I mean, they're not directly affiliated with Trump. Um, so they, and they, there was kind of, he alluded to, um, the idea that most of Trump's opponents are also on board with what they're doing. I think their plan for carrying that out is still in beginning stages. Uh, but I think the fact that they're working on a plan at all is, this is, it's an improvement because conservatives have been very disorganized on this. 
Yeah, no, for sure. If you're just tuning into the Wake Up America show, good morning. I'm your host, Austin Peterson. We're glad and grateful to have you here. Today is the biggest show in Wake Up America show history. Yeah, very exciting. Uh, Ollie Loving over on the live stream says, those earrings are rocking. Very lovely, Camelia. That's Camelia, that's Camelia Peterson, who's joining us live <laughs> right now. Camelia is a good friend of the show and a big supporter of ours. She's been with us since the very beginning. When a year and two weeks ago, we were just streaming to 20 or 30 people. But uh, I think times have changed, haven't they? <laughs> Every Tuesday and Thursday, Camelia Peterson joins us on the show as a legacy Cantina Crew supporter. And uh, we're always happy to have her here. If you like her content, make sure that you join us when she joins us every Tuesday and Thursday at 8 a.m. Central Time. Uh, if you click like and subscribe to the channel, that way you'll get updates when we go live, which is every Monday through Friday from 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. Central Time, the Wake Up America show. Camelia, so exciting to see all of these numbers. I think it's because people have hope. They see what we're talking yes. about this morning. And there are a lot of people out there that believe the same things that you believe, that America is not in a depression, that we're not going down towards our darkest days, that this isn't the end of the, the empire, that it, just because most men think about the Roman Empire every <laughs> single day doesn't mean that we are the Roman Empire, right? <laughs> okay, so, so what you said, I think, brings up a really important point is that people are looking for hope. And, you know, uh, for all of my, you know, my, my inner optimist and my inner pessimist are constantly at war with each other. Mm -hmm. and, uh, but I, when I talk to people, and you mentioned this earlier in the show, um, I can't remember what you were referring to, but you mentioned something about people are tired of the divisiveness. Yes. And I knock a lot of doors and I talk to a lot of people in person and on the phone. And that is a constant theme. They are tired of the two sides constantly going at it and the divisiveness and the division. And I think part of that is what is working against Trump because he's not making it about hope for the future and what he's going to do. He's making it about vindication. I think that's a mistake. Yeah, I, I agree. But here, the problem is, is that vindication is a very powerful emotion for people. And it it's is. a very strong, it's a strong motivator, motivator. But I mean, on a personal note, Camelia, if if you didn't have hope, if you didn't think that the future could be better, then why would you be working so hard to change things for the better if you didn't think that it was possible? Exactly. <laughs> I am an e hope springs eternal. I am an eternal optimist. And that's what I tell people to when I talk to them, because like one of the questions when, you know, when we do these surveys and whatever, you know, these things, the last question I ask people is like, well, do you think our best days are behind us or is there hope for us yet? And, you know, is there hope for future generations? And most people are kind of like, ah, they're not really sure. And they're kind of like, it depends. <laughs> and I feel that because right now it does feel like, you know, if we don't get the current administration out, it really does depend. And it feels like it's going to feel pretty hopeless if we don't. But we have to hang on to that hope because if you don't, you, you get what we've had where people sit at home they don't pay attention. They check out. They don't go and vote. And once you give, once you, you know, you give all of that up. Well, just be ready to just take whatever you get. Yeah, it's like that Lynn Wood guy that's down there apparently collaborating against Donald Trump in the indictment that's being made against him. He was going around out there spreading the the uh, the black pill, telling people not to vote in that election. It doesn't matter. Your vote's just going to be stolen anyway. So don't show up and vote. And then they lost that special election down there in Georgia by, I think, a good enough margin that people, if they had actually shown up, may have actually turned the Senate red. But 
that's neither yeah. here nor there. I mean, I, I definitely identify, you know, a couple of months ago, I think I had to take a couple of days off for whatever reason. When we came back for a few weeks there, the numbers on the Wake Up America show were lower than normal. And I was starting to feel like, God, I've been at this almost a year now, coming up on the one year anniversary. And I don't see a light at the end of the tunnel. And, you know, when you don't get big numbers, the advertisers don't pay attention. You lose some advertisers. And, you know, at the end of the day, I, I was going to say to myself, you know, say to Stephanie, I was like, well, it's been a year. What do you think? You know, should we continue this? You know, like maybe it's time for me to get a real job. <laughs> and then now look here where we are. I mean, it's always darkest right before dawn. There's always people just I think they they sometimes don't realize that things can change quickly in an instant, but you got to work for it. You got to be willing to do what you're doing. Knock on doors, you know, get up early and stream the show every morning because you just never know when a breakthrough is coming. And they say that that's kind of like when it comes to like people who are successful versus people who fail, the people who succeeded, they, they, they worked hard enough and long enough until the breakthrough finally came when, when everything started to find the chips started to finally turn in your favor. But a lot of people, I think, I just think that there is a lot of like negative sentiment out there. They used to call it doom scrolling people who are constantly online and who are looking at their phones and stuff like that rather than going outside and touching grass and doing the healthy and positive things, exercising, eating healthier and things like that. It's, um, there really is a strong negative vibe to our culture. And some people who, sure. you know, call themselves collapsitarians, mm -hmm. right? They want to bring about the end of the empire. They want it all to collapse and to fall apart. But you know what? I'm just not there, right? I, I, I'm just, you know what it is, is maybe it's because I'm a morning person, <laughs> but I'm just, <laughs> I truly believe that that America can, can be saved and that a national divorce really isn't the answer. I know that's not necessarily popular in our circles. And, and there's certainly a lot more money in doom scrolling and, and in telling people that the world's going to end on January 26th. And that's when the rapture is and stuff like that, making predictions that, you know, fail and then, you know, turn around and you just continue to fail and fail and fail. But I don't know, Camelia, I think I think that I'm I'm betting all my money on black i'm gonna put it on not on black but on red i'm gonna put it on the uh the optimistic the uh, the red pill not the black pill right to use a roulette yes, reference here yes. but um there's got to be room for optimism in our movement right i think so and you know when you talk about people like vivek ramaswamy um yeah that is you know i think that's why he appeals to so many people is because you know, I know people are like, oh, you know, it's a little too good to be true. And, you know, I myself, I'm kind of skeptical when somebody's a little bit too much of a smooth talker, you know. But the thing is, is like sometimes there there's enough value in the rhetoric that we need to encourage that, even if the follow up is not always what we would like it to be. Because, you know what, every time our state senator or not our state senator, you know, our, our, our senator at the federal level, Schmidt, Eric Schmidt says, talks about dismantling the administrative state i'm like hell yeah let's go because i like i get excited because you know i love to hear and i know that he doesn't have a lot of power by himself to make that happen but he's work but when he's working with people like you know rand paul and thomas massey and those guys um you know and eric burleson's another great one from our state even though they may not individually be able to affect great change anytime soon the fact that they are keeping that conversation alive and saying those words, you know, speak, speaking truth to power, right? I think that there's, there's so much value in that.
I mean, I, exactly. Thank you, Camellia. Give her a round of applause there. <laughs> Click like and subscribe for Camellia so you can hear her every Tuesdays and Thursdays. You want to hear some optimism? We got CJ for you. <laughs> um, uh, Vivek Ramaswamy, Republican presidential candidate, says, I thought after Ron Paul was gone, we weren't going to hear these kinds of things again. But Vivek is out there. He says, we need to cut one million federal jobs. Oh, oh God. Oh, Vivek. <laughs> so, so good. There are people in the Republican Party who agree with this, and they may disagree with us on things like tariffs here or there. They may disagree with us on the way to handle big tech, right, and the way to, you know, solve things here or there, right, quibble with Ron DeSantis, how they handle Disney. But if they want to cut a million federal jobs, Camellia, I'm on board. I'm on board. And here's the thing. I know, like, people are like, oh, Austin, you know, why are you getting so excited about Vivek and blah, 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 but... Here's the thing, by elevating um, this conversation and people responding to it the way they are, this places pressure on the other candidates to also start talking about these issues. And what do you think drives candidates to talk about the things that they do? I mean, for example, here in Missouri, when you talk about legislation, um, you know, we were talking about banning these transition, you know, transgender transition procedures for kids. You know, for two or three years, we could not get the legislature to move on it. They wanted to talk about, you know, trans kids in sports. I'm like, okay, can we can we prioritize here and do the important things? But do you know where the turning point came? When it became popular in the media and it rose to the top of the conversation in social media and they and lawmakers respond to that at a cultural level. And so I think that's why it's, it's important that we keep talking about these things and it's important that we keep positively responding to them, even if we think they're not, you know, <laughs> they're not sincere or completely realistic or whatever. I completely agree. Camelia Peterson, is there anything else that you'd like to share with our listeners before we let you go? No, I just hope you all have a great day. And um, one of the things, um, I, I talk to a lot of uh, grassroots groups, and one of the things that we always talk about is like, if the next thing you do is come back here and come to this meeting or come to this show, then we have not done our jobs because what you need to go from here is to go out and do something with what you've learned and what we've talked about. You go. So go do something, everybody. There you go. Camelia Peterson <laughs> joins us every Tuesday and Thursday on the Wake Up America show. We'll see you again next Tuesday. Thank you, Camelia. Have a wonderful day. We'll see you later. Have a great day, everyone. There you go. All right. That's Camelia Peterson. What do you think? Send us a text at 573-319-1586. Let us know what you think. The climate change policies we have been adopted, we have adopted in this country, have been more harmful and led to more deaths, both in the United States and worldwide than climate change itself. It is a hard fact, Lindsay, that there's a 98% reduction in the climate disaster-related death rate over the last century because of more, not less use of fossil fuels. Eight times as many people still die today of cold temperatures rather than warm ones. The right answer to all temperature-related deaths is more plentiful and abundant access to fossil fuels. The reason I called the climate change agenda a hoax is actually that it has very little, if anything, to do with climate change at all. And the way I can prove that to you is that the same people who oppose carbon emissions in the United States are perfectly fine shifting those same carbon emissions to places like China, where methane leakage and methane... How can you not be optimistic hearing that? That's Vivek, like cake. Some people say he's a snake. I know that not everybody... Catalyst Christie's not a fan... But I just I like to hear a young person who's running for president as a Republican, who's optimistic about our future, 
and who's saying the right things, right? Because the people are like, oh, it's just telling you what you want to hear. So the, why are the other politicians telling us what I don't want to hear? Because when I hear other politicians talk, I don't like it. I don't like it at all. America, I kind of hate it, actually. Listen to this. America is a nation that can be defined in a single word. I was going to put him in uh, foot. Exactly. Me. Don't you like, oh, see, see, KV Andy over on Rumble says, hit me with some Vivek clips. Ooh, you know, you like that. Hmm? <laughs> oh, you like that. I know. Every, I know that uh, Catalyst Christie is like. No, God. No. Every God, time she hears please, me say no. I like Vivek, she's How like. How dare you. I'm sorry, Christy. I just, I got to go with my boy over there, KV Andy. Things even worse for global warming than carbon dioxide, where methane leakage is worse in places like China. The same people who are opposed to fossil fuels are also opposed to nuclear energy, the greatest form of carbon-free energy production known exactly. to man, which I support, which would also be my answer to that question. I'm the strongest and fiercest advocate for nuclear energy in either political party. But the reason I call the agenda a hoax is I think it's more about global equity. Letting China catch up using yes, multi. That's right. That's what they eat. Oh, Vivek, he's nailing it. That's what it is. They want us to pull, they want to slow our economy down so that China can catch up because they want international communism. They want to bring the Chinese model around the world. And the one thing that's standing in between China and world domination is you guessed it. Good old US of A America. America. From now on, it's going to be. America first, okay? America first. Catalyst Christie, she says, Vivek is WEF young leader. Actually, that is not true. The World Economic Forum named him a young leader, and he did not accept that award, and he actually sued them, telling them to take his name off the list. A lot of institutions will do that, Christie, where they, where they will give an award to someone as a way to convince them to join, because... They actually probably wanted Vivek to give money to the World Economic Forum, and that's their way of doing it. A lot of nonprofit institutions do this, where they um, they will give an award to someone that they have no relationship to whatsoever as a way to woo them, and then turn around and say, oh, well, will you donate money to our organization? So they named him a, a young leader. He didn't ask to be named. He didn't put his name in contention for that, and he's explained this multiple times. So. There are legitimate criticisms of Vivek Ramaswamy, but that's not one of them. And double fact check me on that one, um, because I know a lot of people were concerned about that one. But again, let's let Vivek say some more sweet nothings into our ear. National institutions to allow China to catch but up. But let me just ask yeah, you this. It is about the climate But itself. let me just stop you from, from allow, allowing China to take over the United States and, and, and stop because we're doing carrying China's water here on the mainstream media. Let me ask you this really quickly. Uh, we understand how you feel about the climate change agenda, uh, but what about climate change itself? Do you believe um, in climate change? Well, I think that... With due respect, I've talked about this in other forums. Do you believe in climate change is not really a meaningful question because climate change has existed as long as the Earth has existed? Do I believe it is a yes. fact that global surface temperatures are rising over the course of the last century and the last half century? Yes, I think that that is an established and as president, fact and trend. Would you do and as president, would you please change this the surface temperature of the entire globe? What a friggin' hard anything to try to to buck that trend. No, is the answer. The thing I'm going to do is actually drive human adaptation and mastery of changes in the climate through technological advances. I think that requires more, not less use of fossil fuels. 
more, more. not less use of nuclear yes. energy. Finding ways of adapting to changing circumstances. As more fossil fuels. Yeah. He is unafraid. Vivek don't care. He don't give us. He will fight you. He will burn more fossil fuels. <laughs> Where's my evil laugh? <laughs> if Vivek Ramaswamy gets named vice president, the left's going to be like. <laughs> Eric Wilson Lodge says, let him finish his answer. Sorry, 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 guys. I just, I get so excited. I get so excited to hear somebody who actually is competent trying to be in the government. Human beings always have. That's how we advance human flourishing, human prosperity. That's the real metric that matters, not the amount of carbon we put into the atmosphere. Yes. And so, yes, I do care about human health, about human flourishing, about human prosperity. That's what I'm going to actually pledge to advance and lead. There are many risks. Climate is only one of them. There are many risks to human prosperity. And I think we need to focus more on, even in our environmental agenda, more on clean air and clean water and other basic attributes of making sure that human beings live healthy, meaningful, prosperous lives than just bending the knee to this one theory back in the 1970s said was going to lead to a global ice age, now says it's going to lead to global overheating. I think the reality is we need to focus on human prosperity. That's how I'll lead as commander. Oh. Oh. Guys, he's just so good. I like him so much. I can't help it. Oh, I have hope. I believe. I believe. For God's sakes, if you love America, then click that like button and subscribe to the Wake Up America show. We're grateful and glad to have you here. All right. Well, maybe the key to the future is putting a chip in our brains. What? Elon Musk needs you. That's right. You to volunteer to get the Neuralink brain chip. You're going to get it? Daniela Pensack to talk about that. We'll get back on the Wake Up America show at wakeupamericashow.com. Good morning, Rise and Freedom. I'm Austin Peterson. You're watching and listening to the Wake Up America Show at wakeupamericashow.com. We're glad to have you here. Happy Thursday. Nice to see all 1,600 of your bright, shiny faces. How about some likes on that stream for all these people that we have right here? Everybody click that like button, pass around the collection like plate. And if it's your first time here and you're enjoying the content that you see, We'd love it if you would subscribe to the channel so you can get updates whenever we go live. The Wake Up America shows every Monday through Friday from 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. Central Time. Before we get started with our next segment, I want to remind you that the Wake Up America show is brought to you in part by Lear Capital. Our friends at Lear Capital are offering a $500 account credit now. For those of you who might be interested in investing in gold and silver, if you want to lock in that account credit, give them a call today. Write this number down. 1-800-885-2175. That's an exclusive offer for listeners of the Wake Up America show. So if you want to get that offer locked in, give them a call today. You don't have to purchase gold or silver today, but if you want to get that $500 account credit, you got to lock it in. So give them a call. 1-800-885-2175. That's 1-800-885-2175. Shake your groove thing. Or if you're just interested in getting more information at this point right now, Go to the website, LearAustin.com. That's L-E-A-R-A-U-S-T-I-N.com. Visit LearAustin.com. They'll send you a free gold and silver information kit. I recommended this to my mother-in-law who wants to make some investments, so you know that I feel safe recommending and endorsing them to you. Call them today. Get that $500 account credit, 1-800-885-2175. Again, that number, 
1-800-885-2175. All right. Well, we got a couple of things to talk about with my next guest. Uh, Elon Musk is looking for people to volunteer to get the Neuralink brain chip. We'll get to that in a moment. Kind of weird. Uh, but first, Russell Brand is um, is in hot water after allegations were made that he might have assaulted someone 20 years ago. YouTube announced two days ago that they would be demonetizing him from his platform. Same thing they did to me two weeks ago. I, you don't even have to be accused of sexual assault to be demonetized on YouTube. Boo. But now the UK government has weighed in and sent a strongly worded letter to Rumble.com as well as TikTok telling them that they're concerned that Russell Brand might be earning money, making a living from their platforms while he's a subject of allegations. Well, we say here, innocent until proven guilty. And someone who, well, she looks very innocent herself. Daniela Pensack joins us every Thursday on the show at 8.30 a.m. Central Time. It's two hours earlier out on the West Coast where she's at, so bright and early. Good morning, Daniela. Good morning, Austin. Thank you for having me today. You know, what do you think of my a new movement that I'm starting, Daniela? Hashtag believe all men. Uh, it's quite interesting. I want to get on that bandwagon. Um, I think what's happening with Russell Brand is honestly a travesty. Um, but I'm also not surprised. I don't believe the UK is the champion of freedom of speech um, anyway. So they'll find any excuse to muzzle him, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, no kidding. I mean... Obviously, we're supposed to believe that someone is innocent until proven guilty. But even here in the United States, people don't really believe that anymore. All somebody has to do is make an accusation. And if they consider it to be a, a credible accusation, then they'll destroy your lives anyway. I mean, it, this is like a continued assault on free speech and on our basic rights, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. And I'm not surprised that this is happening to Russell Brand now, considering the viewpoints that he has been sharing um, the last couple years. Uh, he is a little bit more right wing. He's going against the narrative. Uh, before, when he was for the establishment narrative, it didn't seem to be the case. No one was really coming out with anything, with any allegations. And so um, I think the timing is is a little interesting and telling of what's actually going on. Yeah, for sure. And uh, we appreciate your standing up for free speech and for our intrinsic natural rights. That's Daniela Pensack. She is a field coordinator for Turning Point USA. She's joining us now live on the show. She's from the West, on the West Coast and from Washington State. So it's two hours earlier there. So in order to show your gratitude for Daniela, why don't you click like on the stream? We've got 179 likes, but 1,400 people watching. So do us a favor. Click like on that stream and subscribe to the channel if it's your very first time here. Daniela, uh, I brought you on here today, today to talk about Elon Musk's chip in my brain. Um, are you going to get a chip in your brain? What's this story? <laughs> I'm not sure about that yet. You know, uh, transhumanism is a very interesting movement. I don't mean that trans, I mean the actual scientific trans where we combine, you know, humans with technology. Um, and that seems to be the next step in what's happening here. We already have, we're already glued to our phones like 24-7. Uh, the next step is actually getting technology embedded into us. And that's what seems to be happening with Neuralink, Elon Musk, Neuralink. Everyone knows about it. Um, but they're asking for uh, humans to apply to become test subjects for the brain chip. And um, this is all very exciting. I'm sure a lot of you want to apply for that. So if you did ever want to be a human test subject, now is the time. I will say they are looking for people with paralysis. So if you don't have that, you may not get a response right away, but 
Considering what's been happening with Neuralink lately, uh, I think they're going to be a little bit desperate for human test subjects. So you may get you you still may get upset, uh, accepted. Um, the FDA has allotted them ten human test subjects, but they're changing the numbers now since it's come out that um, quite a few animals have died uh, due to the testing process. In fact, a number has come out last year saying that about fifteen hundred animals died since twenty eighteen um, since they started testing the the brain chip but elon musk says it's not the brain chip itself that killed these animals mainly pigs and monkeys it was the infection that followed afterwards so um if you have a very good immune system you may just survive this uh but yeah it'll be (laughs) daniela what is this thing what is the Neuralink brain chip what is it supposed to do so it's it's basically a it's basically that it's a brain chip they insert it into your brain and what it could do and the reason why they want to test it on people with paralysis um, is that it's it's basically a in- computer interface which you can access uh, without having to use your hands or uh, any any manual use of a phone or a computer and uh, you can access it just purely by your thoughts and your and the utilization of your brain and so um, that's mainly why they want to get people with paralysis to see like. If it is, if it does help with people that cannot use the use of their hands, um, but again, seeing how things are going, they may just take in anybody. But yeah, it and once again, this is like I'd mentioned previously, the next step into the transhumanist movement. Um, and as someone that you know, I I like science and technology. I'm big on pushing the human limit and seeing what we can do within nature. I'm I have a quite healthy interest in that, but this is actually weird. Um, I don't like it. Well, what is transhumanist? What what does that even mean? Yeah, it's uh, like I mentioned, it's basically the combination of technology and, and humans put into one. Um, it's a really abstract concept still, since we, we're not really on, on the verge of it quite yet. But like I had said, we are very much connected to, for instance, take your phone. We're very connected to our phones, at least uh, those of us that lack any discipline are. Um, I know I am very much connected to my phone. I use it all the time and a lot of people they always have it in their hand right we are uh mentally emotionally you could even argue spiritually really connected to technology but what's the step beyond that well that is what happens when you start uh exactly see austin is already (laughs) displaying demonstrating this behavior um but what happens the step beyond that is having it embedded into us uh into our human bodies um and conceptually into our minds so we can access it just by the very but the, the very sheer willpower of our thoughts honestly it sounds great and awesome sign me up <laughs> okay <laughs> <laughs> but here's the thing like we see um there's uh, these videos that go around that are very viral of uh people who get these hearing aid implants right and it's kind of like along those same lines right where they get these implants into their ear they can literally stimulate the brain so that these people can hear for the first time in your life. I mean, the on the plus side of things, on the positive side of things, this is a, a possible opportunity for people who are disabled to get the kind of deep brain stimulation that could maybe like get them out of a wheelchair. Yeah, and when there's medical uses for it, I think that's absolutely great. I'm all for that. What concerns me about the brain ship situation, and again, this is all very theoretical, um, I, and I don't, I don't want to be conspiracy theorist here, but just consider this. A chip in your brain. Um, what effect would that have on, for instance, our free will uh, moving forward? I'm not saying it's going to happen anytime soon. Uh, they would have to develop the technology quite a bit to get to that point. But what if we are at the point where we do have brain chips 
and they can access. I mean, they can access our our thoughts, our thinking patterns. Um, what would happen if that could affect our voting decisions or you know anything else? Um, I just think that's I think that's a little scary. Good point there. Yeah. Um, our listeners over at Rumble.com this morning in the chat, uh, Clementine says, "Be careful. If you're dyslexic, you might end up with a Brian chip." Uh, <laughs> Uh, Rare Camellia says, is Elon doing the chipping himself? If so, I'm in. Boy, she would like to have <laughs> Elon doing the insertion process. Am I right, friends? Am I right? <laughs> if you're just tuning into the Wake Up America show, good morning. I'm your host, Austin Peterson. We're glad and grateful to have you here. Uh, thankful for all of our listeners and viewers this morning who are joining us, many of whom I know are watching us for the very first time live. If it is your very first time here live, then do us a favor, click like and subscribe to the channel to help us to grow. The Wake Up America show is every Monday through Friday from 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. Central Time. And it's a great way to start your day with the best news, gossip, talk, politics, uh, as well as some of the best guests that are out there. Daniela Pensack is one of those who's joining us right now. She joins us every Thursday here on the show at 8.30 a.m. Central Time. And she lives on the West Coast, so much earlier out there for us. So we're grateful to her. Show your gratitude by clicking like and subscribe. She's a field coordinator for Turning Point USA's high school program, and she's joining us now to talk about Elon Musk's Neuralink brain chip. Now, I know you're big on the um, you're big on the conspiracies. You've got the conspiracy TikTok, Daniela. I think you got kicked off that platform. Maybe you had to start another one recently. But but uh, are you uh, are you a believer in kind of like Mark of the Beast situation here when it comes to the Neuralink? What are your thoughts? I am not. Um, I, you know. <sighs> That is a good point, and I didn't want to bring it up, but thank you for bringing it up, Austin. Um, I don't, I don't know quite yet. You know, when the COVID vaccine came out, they were saying that was the mark of the beast. I didn't get on that bandwagon. This bandwagon, I may, it's unlikely I'm going to get onto it, just out of principle, because you know, kind of like the end times, people where they tend to guess what what year the world's going to end or never ends up being the case. I kind of feel like that's similar with the with the mark of the beast situation. Um, I mean, there are telltale signs of what the mark of the beast would be. And I am religious, I'm Christian, so uh, I have, I do believe that that's possible. Uh, but I would still have to see a little bit more proof first, uh, kind of see how the chip actually plays out in real life before I could even make that assertion. Go, Daniela Pensack, uh, Turning Point USA field coordinator. Daniela, anything else on your mind that you'd like to share with us today or plug before we let you go? Yeah, I am. Like Austin had mentioned, I do have a TikTok where I do talk about certain conspiracy theories and things happening within the government. It's just official Danielle Pensack. I haven't been kicked off yet. I have gotten about eight strikes, though. Um, so it's it's <laughs> I'm going to get off. I'm telling you, I'm going to get off at any moment. So now is your chance to follow me. I will need to make a secondary account very soon here. Uh, also follow me on Instagram, same name, official Danielle Pensack. And on Twitter, if you want really based takes and neat takes and memes. Um, and it's Pensac Daniela is my tag. So follow me on there as well. Daniela, it's good to see you again. We appreciate your contributions to the Wake Up America show. Just like six weeks ago, we were streaming to like 50 to 100 people. And now look at us. Look at us now. Over 1,300 mm -hmm. people. We're glad. Thanks so much for being a part of our success, Daniela. We'll remember you when we're big. <laughs> Thank you. Have a good day, Austin. <laughs> Have a great day. Thank you very much. What do you think of Daniela Pensac? Send us a text at 573 319 1586. That's 573 319 1586. Have you visited ap4libertyshop.com? We got all kinds of great merchandise. Not only do we have an awesome Hawaiian shirt that designed by yours truly, the neon retro machine gun shirt that you can get over at ap4libertyshop.com. I saw our buddy Grover got one earlier today. 
But one of our biggest, hottest sellers is our shirt, Ooh Government shirt. Ew, government. You can get a great deal on that Ooh Government shirt over at apforlibertyshop.com. We've also got Ew Taxes handbag, Ew Government shirts, Ooh Taxes shirts, all over at apforlibertyshop.com. You can't get shirts like these anywhere else at AP other than apforlibertyshop.com. That's AP, the number four, apforlibertyshop.com. Make sure that you visit them today. And don't forget, of course, We've got our delicious founding flavors coffee. Mmm, absolutely delicious. And if you've got a youngin in your life, a youngster who likes freedom too, or you would like to introduce the ideas of freedom, check out my wife and I's children's book, Calvin the Coolest President. Our book, Calvin the Coolest President, is also for sale at apforlibertyshop.com. It's a great way to get introduced to what I think is America's bestest president, our most libertarian president, and find out what made Calvin Coolidge the coolest president out of them all. But if you want to introduce these ideas to young people in a great way, with our fe- featuring lots of beautiful, colorful I- illustrations, get a copy and you get a signed copy at apforlibertyshop.com. Again, Calvin, the coolest president on sale over at apforlibertyshop.com. Boy, it's been a great show today. We still got a little bit more to go before we run today. Ah, yes, the age of peak happiness. Yes, this is it. Miserable after age nine? What age do humans reach peak happiness? Whatever age they get the brain chip in, right? No, just kidding. We'll talk about that when we get back on the Wake Up America show at wakeupamericashow.com. Normally, it's pretty quiet, but on Sunday afternoon... I was in the uh, the bathroom taking a shave, and I heard a, a screeching... Between a screech and a whistle. I said, what in the world is this? And I heard a boom in my whole house. White says he didn't realize it was a plane at the time, so he didn't call anybody. The first thought came to me. I said, what's what's the meteorite come out of space or something? I said, well, if it's an airplane, it needed to be reported. Was it a meteorite that came out of space or something? And I heard a a screeching, between a screech and a whistle. I said, what in the world is this? And I heard a boom. And I heard a, a screeching. Follow between a screech and a whistle. I said, what in the world is this? And I heard a boom. I said, what in the world is this? And I heard a boom. I said, what in the world is this? And I heard a boom. I said, what in the world is this? And I heard a boom. Pack it up, pack it in. Good morning. Good morning. I'm Austin Peterson. You're watching and listening to the Wake Up America show. We're glad to have you here Thursday, almost Friday. Today has been a historic show, the biggest show in Wake Up America show history. We hit almost a thousand viewers earlier today. Good God, man. What am I? What do you think I'm made of? Celebrity? Fame? Well, we're glad to have you here on the show. If it's your first time watching us, don't forget before you leave today, you got to click that like button and subscribe to the channel so you can get updates when we go live every Monday through Friday from 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. Central Time. Grab that like button and fondle it like you're at a musical production of Beetlejuice the Musical. All right. Is childhood really the happiest uh, happiest period of a person's life? A new study finds you may have to actually wait to find out what's on the bright side of life. A team of international researchers has found that a child's life satisfaction actually decreases between the ages of 9 and 16. Nothing, yeah, that's probably when they figure out about death. Before rising and then peaking at the age of 70. 
Study authors examined the subjective well-being over the entire lifespans of 460,000 participants. From that group, they studied 443 samples that described how people felt about themselves during childhood, young adulthood, and eventually old age. They focused on changes in central components of subjective well-being, life, satisfaction, uh, positive emotional states, and negative emotional states. And of course, while everybody's journey to happiness is a very personal experience, the researchers found a number of trends throughout the average person's life. Overall, children saw their life satisfaction drop off during adolescence, right? That's when they hit those teen years and they start getting angsty, declining from age nine to 16. So they get, we get a little grouchy. You know what it's like to have a teenager in the household, right? But then after 16, life satisfaction uh, increased slightly until the age of 70 when it dropped off again until the age of 96. So definitely another good reason for why we don't need to have 70 year olds in our government. Am I right? Am I right? I mean, come on, be honest. <laughs> if you enjoy the Wake Up America show, you're in the right place. Don't forget tomorrow is Freedom Family Friday. Freedom Family Friday is the day that my lovely wife, my smoking hot redheaded libertarian wife, Stephanie Peterson joins us on the show. It's gonna be awesome. And we also have a surprise special guest and I know that you guys are going to love who's going to be on here tomorrow, but I'm not going to tell you who it is. It's going to be awesome. You guys, for all the OG fans of the Wake Up America show, you're going to be like, oh my God, I can't believe that this person is on the Wake Up America show for the very first time ever. It's about time. Make sure that you click like and subscribe. We will see you tomorrow. Oh my God. You know what? I think I'm not going to end on our typical song. I think we need to end on the song, the song of songs, right? You know, the, the one that we've been dancing to all morning. Let's do that before we go. See you tomorrow. On the Wake Up America Show, wakeupamericashow.com. Don't forget, guys. Don't forget, visit ap4libertyshop.com. I said, what in the world is this? And I heard a boom. And I heard a, a screeching. Sorry, between a screech and a whistle. I said, what in the world is this? And I heard a boom. I said, what in the world is this? And I heard a boom. I said, what in the world is this? And I heard a boom. I said, what in the world is this? And I heard a boom. Pack it up, pack it in. Let me begin. Packing the wind. Battle me, that's a sin. I won't ever slack up. Punk, you better back up. Try and play the role and you're the whole crew will act up. Get up, stand up. Come on, throw your hands up. If you got the feeling, jump up, touch the ceiling. Monks, let's up on top. Someone's fucking jump. Yeah, I'll bust them in the eye. And then I'll take the